0: The Bible assures us in Ephesians 2, verses 8 to 10, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Welcome to Faith to Faith. Here are your hosts, Etienne McClintock and Braden Enterman.
1: Dear listener, greetings and a warm welcome Thank you for tuning into the program again today We're delighted to have your company And just as we start, we can just invite you to bow with us for a word of prayer Gracious Father, our Creator, our Redeemer and our Sustainer We thank you for Jesus, our Lord and Savior Who gave himself for us We thank you, Father, for all the gifts that you've given us through Jesus the gift of salvation and eternal life, but even the gift of faith that you've dealt to each one a measure of faith. And today, Fathers, we discuss from your word how we can cultivate and grow our faith. We just pray for a rich blessing upon us and the listener out there as well. Fill us with your spirit. Lead us into all truth. Is our request and our prayer and our praise in Jesus Christ, our Lord's name. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, let's start this program, and we want to look at something really interesting that is mentioned to the Thessalonians by Paul the Apostle. He makes a fascinating statement, because quite often people say, well, look, my faith is very small. I don't have a big faith. Well, God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. We covered that in the last program. But is there a way? Are we... Counsel to be able to, to grow our faith Can we do something that makes our faith grow bigger and bigger And also if it does grow, does it grow sluggishly or does it, actually can, does it actually grow exponentially So uh, this is what we want to unpack in this program today Second Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3 we read the following We are bound to thank God always for you brethren as it is fitting Because your faith grows exceedingly And the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. This is a fascinating statement that he talks about the faith of those in Thessalonica, that their faith grows exceedingly. Now, was this just a one-off or is this something that we can all grasp on by faith and say, well, if it's happened with those people in Thessalonians and the book of Thessalonians written to them, would it also happen for me if I look at cultivating my own faith?
0: Absolutely. I, I love this verse. It's just so inspiring. And you can just catch the tone of when when Paul is writing here. He says, we are bound to thank God. We cannot help but thank God always for you. You know, Paul had such a challenging ministry at times and just mm. how encouraging it would have been to just get those reports yes. and just to hear about what was happening over there. Mm-hmm. Even though he wasn't there, um, he just realized that's, that God was doing something and he said, we, we just cannot help but be thankful for what's happening over in your neck of the woods. And he says, because your faith grows exceedingly. Yeah. And I think it's the point that you you brought out there is that faith grows. That's right. Faith is something that is designed to grow. It's not just a static um, something. It, it's it's something that is meant to grow and develop. And I love it. It says faith grows exceedingly. Mm. That, that word exceedingly, like what does that mean? <laughs> it's It means... Huge amounts of it There's an abundance of it, yes Exponential growth Mm, I I love the link here It says And So there's something else Your faith grows exceedingly And what always goes with faith And the love of every one of you All abounds toward each other
1: Okay, so as faith grows Obviously there's uh, something that is uh, accompanying it And that is love And it says that, you know Faith grows exceedingly And then it talks about love abounding And it abounds to each other Mm. That is a beautiful thing You know Paul talks about He says uh, Neither circumcision Or uncircumcision Avails anything But faith Working through love So the real Manifestation Of genuine faith Is the outflowing Of love To one another And ultimately Love to God
0: as well It's interesting When it talks about faith It's always generally In the context of Our relationship with God It's our It describes our relationship With God It's the trust That is being developed Between us and God mm As our faith grows, as our relationship with God deepens and becomes more intimate, what is the byproduct? We learn to love other people better. That's right.
1: Now, I just want to go back, uh, just briefly touch on what we spoke about last time that God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And in Romans chapter 10 and verse 6, it says, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Remember last time we spoke about righteousness. Righteousness is actually uh, the law of God. Contains righteousness And there's a little book called Mount of Blessing And page 18 it says that love is righteousness Paul mm. says love is the fulfilling of the law So, But the righteousness of faith In other words the godly love of faith Speaks in this way Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven That is to bring Christ down Or who will descend into the abyss That is to bring Christ up from the dead So we don't have to go and search for faith You know God has given each one a measure of faith We already discussed that but it says, but what does it say? So what does righteousness of faith say? It says that the word is near you in your mouth. So you would have to go a long way to find it. God has already given each one a measure of faith. has put it in our mouth and then also in our heart. So the faith and the heart go together. It's been put in our mouth. It's put in our heart. And that is, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if we confess with our mouth, so in other words, if we want to grow faith, we are to confess faith, and that confession in itself will help cultivate and grow it. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And then it says in verse 10, For with the heart one believes, so the heart work again, unto righteousness, so the heart and love go hand in hand, it's, it's, it's the seed of emotion, unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So that's a beautiful connection you've just placed there between faith and also the hard work that comes naturally with it.
0: I think something very um natural for us is um when we're thinking about the the church in Thessalonica we go, you know, I wish I had that. I would really like my faith to be growing, not yeah. just not just cruising along like a snail. But <laughs> I want my I want you know um, some things grow very, very slow We we want something We want to grow in our faith exceedingly Just like that yes. church did You know, there's a prayer that the um, It was a request You could almost say it's a prayer um, The apostles said to Jesus In Luke chapter 17 and verse 5 It says, and the apostles said to the Lord Increase our faith mm. Increase our faith um, It's so interesting what Jesus says to them And And, and just before I read that what would, have, what would have awakened this inside of them? Why did they want to have more faith? Because they saw Jesus. Yes. He was living a life of faith, living a life of trust in God. He had a deep prayer life. He just amazingly just inspiring person. And they said, I, I want some of that. Please increase our faith. Mm. Increase it. Um, and Jesus says in verse 6, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, "Be plucked out by the be plucked up by the roots and be planted in the sea," and it would obey you.
1: Wow! So that's not a lot of faith required to do that. Faith the size of a mustard seed. Now I was in the Bible Lands uh, a few months ago, and I was shown a mustard seed. Now this little seed, little black little thing, and it would be smaller than the p- head on a pin. Wow. And that just blew me away how small the mustard seed really was. And that's the only faith you need. And it says you can say to a mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it will happen.
0: It's so interesting. We um, Just like the disciples, we go, Lord, I want more faith. Because mm-hmm. we look at our lives and we look at the fruits of our life. We go, God, I need something more. And, and what Jesus says, is, he says, don't be looking out there, you know, feeling that you're, you're lacking something or you know saying i wish i had this circumstance or i wish i had that situation he says if you have a little bit of faith that's enough yes a little bit of faith that's enough even just like he uses this metaphor of the, this this little tiny seed he says even if you had just that much you know for for a person thinking about a, that little mustard seed what is the potential of that mu- mustard seed it's a it's the tree, yeah, well, and it becomes huge.
1: Well, that is true. It, it does become big, and I, I'm going to read that out of Matthew chapter 13 and verse 31, where Jesus likens it to the kingdom of heaven. He says, In another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. So he's, talked about, he's spoken about mustard seed being like faith, and if your faith was as small as that, you could do some wonderful things. But we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So the word of God said to you, go and tell this mulberry tree to go and uproot itself, plant itself in the ocean. And you say that to the tree by the word of God and by its power, that will happen. And how much faith do you need for that? Only a mustard seed's worth. That's incredible. (laughs) So it says that the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. So in the kingdom of heaven, faith that is the size of a mustard seed, the faith that's been deposited into our account when we entered this world, as we discussed in last week's program, that little seed will grow and it will become bigger than the other herbs of the field. Matter of fact, it becomes so big that you can call it a tree. Yeah. And this will be a tree that's big enough that it can take some good birds, good sizable birds to come and sit in it and nest in its branches.
0: It becomes a haven. Mm. It becomes a haven in and a place of protection for, for animals and people and, and people as well. And it all just that one little seed. It's amazing we um if we saw things through through the eyes of God, yes. you know, we'd have a very different story to tell. I think so. When Jesus sees a seed, you know, I heard a preacher one time stand up and hold up um, an apple, mm. um, and another thing. And he said, "What do you see?" And people are calling out, "An apple," um, and then, and then you know, come on, what else? What else do you see? Uh, green. Yeah. <laughs> or, what else do you see? Round. <laughs> or, what else do you see? And then finally, someone—actually, no one said. <laughs> he eventually said, "You know what I see? I see an apple orchard." Mm. I see an apple orchard. Because the seeds inside of that apple planted, grow trees, grow more apples, plant them. And next thing you've got just hundreds and hundreds of trees bearing just thousands and thousands of apples. Wow. All from this one apple. And, and, and God, when he looks at us, you know, if you were to hold up someone and say, what do you see? And you know, we go, oh, you know, problems, <laughs> annoying, um, yes. not very good looking. We, we, just, we look at the outward of, of what someone is and God says, when I look at this person, I see something very very special. I see some great potential here. Mm. And and so when when God plants this this seed of faith in our in our lives and the Bible says that everyone's been given this. It's enough. And he knows if that is not hindered. If that little tiny seed is not hindered, you know, not Pulled out of the ground Or not You know Inhibited in any way It's going to produce Something of magnificence Wow To see a massive That that big tree After the mustard seed grows Mm. Like You look and you go It's so hard for us To even fathom That it could come From a little seed like that
1: That is incredible That a little seed like that Will have everything Packed within itself Given the right conditions So the watering And the soil It will grow To that massive tree
0: And so I guess Bringing it back To that first um, verse in, In Thessalonians Faith growing exceedingly. exceedingly Yes Here we have this little little seed The seed of faith growing exceedingly mm. um, It's that when God throws the principles of his kingdom His word into our lives It grows exceedingly um, And given the right conditions of course It will grow
1: Yes absolutely You know that uh, parable of the mustard seed Where Jesus likes the kingdom of God to, of heaven to a mustard seed He also likens it to leaven And it says another parable, he spoke to them, said the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all leavened. (laughs) So faith, even if it's only small, it can actually pervade the whole being. And it can be shown and demonstrated in love and loveful acts, even on the face of a person who has exercised faith and been able to grow and and develop faith, Uh, growing faith exceedingly, as we read in the opening text. Because Their a, lives is different in touch And there's, there's something about them Which is not naturally
0: found in this world That's right, that's right And I love this thing about the leaven You don't have to put too much yeast or leaven in When you're making dough Just a little leaven tiny bit lump, yeah. And next thing, the entire thing has been affected By that little tiny thing that's been put in there And God says, that's like my kingdom The principles of my kingdom Which is revealed in the word of God mm. Are revealed through the gospel And that's implanted this information, this, this this knowledge is planted. It, it just pervades. It just it just spreads like like wildfire. It just spreads and it grows and it increases and everything gets influenced by it. Yeah. And I guess the question we need to ask then is, wow, this sounds great. Mm-hmm. You know, God's sowing His word, His thoughts into our life, and it's going to grow like wildfire. And then we go, but what about my life? Sure. What What about my life? Like I've been, I've you know. For our listener, you may You may have been a Christian For a long time And you may be thinking Like what about me Like that's nice That it's Like going to spread Like wildfire It's going to grow To this massive tree But what about me mm. why, why am I not growing In faith Why is my faith Growing at a snail's Pace You know Why is it not growing Exceedingly You know
1: That's a good question Which brings us to another parable We should perhaps go and have a look at And that's the one found in Luke I mean there's a Matthew chapter 13 as well we've just come from But I want to go to Luke Because Luke uh, just adds some extra little words there Just to make it simpler to understand Now this is Luke uh, reading from verse 4 Luke chapter 7 from verse 4 And then a great multitude had gathered And they had come to him from every city He spoke by a parable A sower went out to sow his seed And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside Now it's interesting, we just spoke about the mustard seed Now here's Jesus telling another parable about seed Mm. And we're going to learn a lot from that and what the seed represents And it says, some fell by the wayside And it was trampled down and the birds of the air devoured it Some fell on rock And as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture and some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, "He who has an ear, let him hear." Okay. So what does what does that mean? I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting parable, and it makes sense in the agricultural sense that you know if you sow seed, you put it into gr- good soil, and you get moisture onto it, it will germinate and start to grow. But there's some seed that doesn't actually fall in good soil. It falls by the wayside, and it you know gets trampled on. And even the birds of the air, it doesn't obviously fall into the soil. Birds of the air come, and they devour it. And then we've got another type of soil there, which is one with rock. And when it starts there, it germinates. There might be a little bit of dirt around. It germinates very quickly. And then, of course, uh, because of lack of moisture and it doesn't have a good root system, it withers and disappears.
0: I, I believe that Jesus is sharing this parable, and it actually helps us, especially when we're asking that question. You know, like the, the faith growing exceedingly, this this little seed that becomes a massive tree. What about me? What, what, mm. Why why am I struggling to grow in faith? Why why am I struggling to grow in love for other people? What's inhibiting me? What Jesus shares here is his story about this, and he he doesn't explain it just yet. Yes. In the next few verses, he does. But so far, we have this picture of a man going out there with this seed. Now we're familiar with what this—the power of a seed. It's yeah. it can produce a tree, it can produce, you know, um, wheat. It can produce all these amazing things just in this little tiny seed. Mm. And he's throwing it. Some of it lands on very hard, compacted earth that hasn't been turned over. It's yeah. like a path, and the birds come and eat it. And so that there's potential in the little seed um, that's been sown, and then it gets sown again. Um, and then it lands on rocky soil, and then it gets lands with the, 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 um, the thorns as well. And so it also talks about the environment into which it's sown, so that there's power in the seed to create something, but there's competing elements. There's things that are actually threatening its growth. And once we identify what they are, and I believe this is why this parable is here, once we identify what is trying to stop our growth— mm then we can actually experience growth because once it lands on the good so- the good soil it increases a hundredfold there we have our growing exceedingly abundantly but depending into which environment depending into which type of soil that seed is sown will determine what the outcome is
1: right okay so let's look at the uh, explanation of this parable now Because Jesus says it's been given to them to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God But for the rest he just gives it in parables But he explains the parable now so it doesn't have to be a mystery to us Exactly what that this parable means We're in verse 11 of Luke chapter 8 and it says Now the parable is this The seed is the word of God Interesting Now yeah, It is fascinating because up till now we've been talking about this time and time again That faith comes by hearing And hearing the word of God So here the seed represents the word of God And that is what actually uh, our faith is based on The the seed is the word of God And those by the wayside are the ones who hear So they're not ignorant, they've heard the word Then the devil comes and takes it away Takes the word out of their hearts Lest they should believe and be saved now, that's fascinating to me that the devil is going to work as fast and as quickly as he can to try and snatch that word away so they don't think about it, they don't meditate on it. He wants to take it out of their hearts because like I said, it's hit their hearts. So there's been an impression, definitely. There's been an emotional impression in their hearts, but he doesn't want that to germinate, so he comes and takes it away. And uh, that's that's quite sad when that happens. But we know in some instances they get
0: distracted very quickly. And it's good for us to know this. Jesus is identifying that when he sows his word, he sows his word into this world. There are things that that threaten the growth mm. of that seed, that threaten okay. the growth of faith. And we've, what, what what he's very clearly presented here is that there's the active work of Satan to stop us from understanding. And assimilating and receiving God's thoughts And his word and his gospel into our lives Because if he can keep that out He can stop us from growing Okay. So he wants to keep the word out And it's very interesting how many Bibles sit upon shelves All across Australia um, he, Gathering dust Yeah. Yes. He wants to keep people away from that word mm. And if, if they have memories of it He wants to get it out of their minds And get them distracted with something else Because he does not want the word in here Because once the word is in our hearts Faith grows exceedingly
1: that's true Now, Sometimes a, a good thought has popped into my mind And then I'm busy And then I don't do what I want to do For example, maybe it's a, a pop in my mind Spend some time with the Lord in prayer And I go, yeah, I'm going to do that very soon And before I know it, it could be hour or hours later And if I prayed that prayer I would have been better set up for what, what I had to face subsequent to that The Lord was actually impressing me And so the Lord can do that with the Word as well He'll distract us so that if we do hear it There's an initial response but he distracts us by making us busy. It could be even things that are not bad within themselves. It could be bad things, but it may not even be bad within themselves, and the time is not spent meditating and that's thinking right. on it. Then the next part there, because that's the, the one kind of soil, the one that's by the wayside, but it says there's one also that on the rocks when the seed is sown, and those when they hear it, they receive the word with joy. So this is a better response, you know. It hits the heart, but there's joy that comes out of it as well. But these have no root. Who believe for a while and in the time of temptation they fall away So that's pretty sad, isn't it? So you have these people who receive it But unfortunately you know, the sun comes up, it scorches it Because there's no root, there's no moisture And then temptation comes, they're taken away
0: I think this is a very, very sober warning to every single one of us How deeply do we allow the roots of God's word to, to go into our heart? Mm. You know we sometimes we can we can hear a message or hear a sermon or something like that, and we yes, this is amazing, and God's sowing His word into our hearts, but how how deeply do we allow the roots to penetrate mm. how deeply into our thoughts and intents of our hearts how how deeply do we allow those roots to go down? you know often it's a, a sin and, and a love of sin can just be the rocks that our stony heart yeah. that, that stop the soil that stopped the seed from growing. Mm. And then a crisis comes along And we throw it all away a, a tribulation comes And we just wilt and fall down The faith just gives way And so Jesus is again warning us That there's nothing wrong with the word the, There's nothing wrong with the word yes. The problem here is the rocks <laughs> yes, The problem right. here is the rocks And yes, yes. I'm looking into my own heart That's that's where we're looking for the problem
1: mm. Okay, then we're looking at another bit of soil there In verse 14 it says Now the ones that fell among the thorns Are those when they have heard it Go out and are choked with cares Riches and pleasures of life And bring no fruit to maturity So in other words This tree starts growing It starts developing But it gets choked out And then what happens is There's just no fruit That's right Yeah So what happens is Those who actually have the roots Like you're saying The roots spring up in their hearts Those roots that grow and develop It can grow into a good tree But if it doesn't get enough sunlight If it gets choked out By all these things And these things there it can be cares and how, how many people are really They are worn down with cares Anxieties and, do, and yeah, and then also riches you know, the, the, the deceitfulness of riches Or even pleasures you know, The pursuit of pleasures it, it doesn't allow them to have their faith Or the word of God produce that fruit Which uh, is, is supposed to come as a result of you know, That connection with God through his word
0: And isn't that so, That's such a, a big warning for all of us that The three things Cares, riches and pleasure Mm. The things that occupy our attention All the anxieties of life And these can be genuinely good things Like you know that yeah, We have to put food on the table right sure. you know, Providing for families and various things like that But when we allow just the pressures and anxieties of life The pursuit of riches and the money worries and stuff like that And just mm. the, the the pursuit of pleasure When we allow those things just to choke out the time Just to strangle the the plant of faith that God is developing And again there's no fruit that grows and, right. and so we have three categories here We have the birds, the rocks And the, the strangling thorns mm. And these are symbols of the active work of Satan The submerged rocks of sin in our lives Yes um, And finally just life and circumstances mm. And the Bible, Jesus here very clearly points out That these three triangulate their efforts um, To to stop the growth of the seed And we may be affected by any one of those Or maybe all yes. of them yeah but praise the Lord, there's one more soil type. <laughs> good,
1: good. But there's there's good news coming. There's and good I, news. that's the one that I'm after as well. It says, but the ones, this is in verse fifteen now of Luke chapter eight, but the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Hmm. So there's fruit that's going to come from this. This seed is not only going to grow and germinate. It will also be a seed that actually produces its own harvest. Now, it's interesting that uh, in Matthew chapter 13, it talks about the size of the harvest. It talks about 30-fold. It talks about 60-fold, and it talks about 100-fold. Now, here in verse uh, 8, we read about the 100-fold, but that is how you are to grow faith, is by having the right soil, the soil that will receive and receive it with, with, with joy But also allow the, the seed to actually germinate And grow its roots You know, there's, there's many trees out there That as what you see above the ground Is just as big as below the ground Because That's the, right. the, the root system is actually comparable To what you see above the ground So you want those roots to grow and germinate You want the, the righteous uh, moisture from the Lord to, to, to grow it as well But we can cultivate that You know, I'm thinking of the text in Hosea Hosea chapter 10 verse 12 where it says, sow to yourself righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground. Now fallow ground just means hard soil, isn't it? It could be rocky soil to get those rocks out. So it says you are to break up your fallow ground and to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you. So the seed of faith is sown, and God will send his righteousness, his reign of righteousness upon you, but we are to be the good soil. If we're rocky soil, if we're by the wayside, if we're amongst the thorns, all those, you know, as we just looked at what they represent, the cares, the perplexities, the pleasures of the world, the, uh, the riches of the world, if those things choke it out, there won't be any growth. But if we can put those things aside and we can focus on Jesus, our Lord and Savior, that faith seed will grow and germinate And the Lord will also bring the reins of righteousness And make it grow into a, a tree that's abundance And it will grow to the point where it's a hundredfold better than it was when we received it
0: In the Psalms, Psalm chapter 1 and verse 3 it Describes the person who has this experience with God It says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water That brings forth its fruit in its season Whose leaf also shall not wither And whatever he does shall prosper
1: And dear listener We thank you for joining us today We pray that God will bless you And prosper you as well As you spend time in his word And pray for the refreshing of the Lord Which will be like rains of righteousness Which will grow and germinate that seed And you will be a planted tree of the Lord Prospering in, in all that you do in spiritual matters And we look forward to catching up with you next time Here on Faith to Faith Until then, God bless